This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowanson. I'm absolutely boiling sat in here. I'm usually sat downstairs working from home at the moment, but I'm up in the office to uh, chat all things Villa with Ashley Priest. Ashley, how are you, mate? Yeah, I've got, a bit of, I've got a bit of a dab on as well myself. I've had a shy. I feel like a new man now. Villa <laughs> won 4-0 and uh, looking, looking good in doing so. And it's just, just great to see the fans back yesterday as well. The Banks is a real carnival or cap atmosphere. And um, yeah, football's back. Yeah, it's really good to see. And yeah, the game's coming thick and fast now, Dan. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? As much as the Euros was fun, I'm all back in Villa mode now. I've got my shirt yeah. on. We've only played one pre-season game, but like I said, England were good and we got to the final. That was a nice, enjoyable ride. But just seeing Villa back is is always good. And you know, my, my preference is Villa over England, say it quietly. Um, how was the game? Just your general thoughts on what you saw. And we'll talk about how much we read into pre-season later, but a 4-0 win and Villa were comfortable, weren't they? Yeah, a lot of excitement before the game. Obviously, Boo and Dia, Ashley Young's return after 10 years. I was walking to the to the press pit as well and someone told me Dean Smith was not going to be here he's been self-isolating so I found out that just before the club tweeted it and a bit of a, bit of a surprise but I suppose not one really we haven't seen Dino on the uh, on the videos in the match galleries and whatnot so so yeah and then Shakespeare took charge Mark Delaney helped him out as well and and the new boys really, really come to the fore and yeah Buendia star of the show some some crisp, some unreal passing I've got to say, them assists and the young boys, the young boys stepping up as well. Great to see Aaron Ramsey getting a goal. Philogene Bedice, mm. Jacob looked very good as well. And yeah, not nice to see the uh, the youth cup winners being amongst the first team group and looking good in doing so as well. And yeah, the atmosphere was great as well. Three and a half thousand Villa. There's probably a bit more as well in the Warsaw end. And yeah, really good crack. We really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, got great, great to be down there, Dan. Really good. John Terry also not there. People kind of surprised that he didn't step up to take charge with, with Shakespeare taking charge for the game. And people kind of started to put two and two together with the Swansea manager leaving that maybe Dean, uh, John Terry's on his way out. Is there any truth in him leaving, first of all? Or is it just the fact that John Terry's probably isolating as well because Dean Smith is? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the club remain coy on this. But yeah, putting two and two together, I think, I think JT's isolating um, that back at home with his family as well. Um, he, he has been seen at training either. So he'll be back in in due course. And yeah, I mean, the, the, Swansea, the Swansea reports are quite interesting. Um, I'm yet to check in with, with the Wales Online colleagues down there. Obviously, Steve Cooper's moving on. But yeah, I, I still see JT being here. Um, I'll do some digging to see if Swansea are inter- interested in him. But as it stands, that's not the case. Um, JT will be Villa this coming season but yeah it's interesting because JT's got only less than 12 months on his current contract now so he's uh, got one year left and uh, we'll see where it takes us obviously Smith got Shakespeare in um, there's a good backroom staff there as well and I've got a supporter seen the little photo um, Villa uploaded yesterday Millie Edenax on the training on the training yeah. ground um, he was in between Cutler and Steer and so yeah I think Edenax stepped up just to help out which is great to see. He's got the club of heart, hasn't he? Yedinak and um, well, his role at Villa as a loans manager, so he'll be sorting out the loans for the youngsters. But 
he's done coaching before at Villa under 18. So he stepped up at the time of need, and a few of us did yesterday uh, in terms of the coaching side. So, so yeah, I wouldn't read too much into JT missing yesterday. I think um, he's self isolating as a precaution, and and yeah, we'll see if he's there on Saturday. Absolutely, loads of questions flying through. By the way, so we will do a little Q and A section at the end of this, and we'll get through preseason first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, loads of comments about Leon Bailey, which I, I assumed you knew would be coming your way when we started this earlier today. Uh, just what? Uh, yeah, I'm laughing at the we want our fatty back. Exactly, that. I was literally about to say. Can you clarify what this is? I hope this wasn't a, a reference to either of us two. I saw it as in one of your headlines. We want our fatty back from last night. Yeah. I watched it on AVTV, so I heard what the ch- what the crowd was singing, but I couldn't quite hear what it was. Explain what this story is about. Yeah, it's good, good nature between the Warsaw fans and the Villa fans. I did ask what the crap was. I, I was a, I was the other side of the, the stadium, and I seen a Warsaw fan swirling his top around, and he got, he got escorted away. And then Villa fans saying, "We want our fatty back." And <laughs> all good nature, really good fun, and, he, and the police let him back in, and um, the big cheers and that. So, yeah, really good camaraderie between the supporters yesterday, and, and yeah, everyone had a good time. Classic pre-season, wasn't it, as well, with Villa yeah. singing, you're only here to see the Villa and all those kind of things. Just classic club football is back and yeah, absolutely yeah. here for it. Um, before we go into the the you know what we think of Brendier and Watkins and all the other players that played yesterday, how much do we read into pre-season? Because I was doing the social media posts for us yesterday and, and you know, oh, goal and all these updates and all this kind of stuff and people going, calm down, it's only Warsaw. And while to an extent, yes, I agree with that, Part of me feels like you you can only beat who's in front of you. I think Arsenal are yet to win in pre-season. I think Spurs lost to somebody or drew. Yeah. Newcastle lost. Now, you don't look at those sides and go, oh, well, they're losing games. They're not going to be great this year. Whereas you don't look at Villa and go, they're winning. They're going to be brilliant this year. And I know you can't read too much into it. But just winning in general is a, is a feel-good thing, isn't it? You, you want to start going into the season on a high and everyone's happy today because Villa have won. Yes, it was only Warsaw, but... We could have lost, and then we'd be going, "Oh Christ, we lost!" And that's not that's not a great start. So for me, yes, it's, it, you know, pre-season you don't read massive amounts into it, but you you beat what's in front of you. Well, back in 2019 at the Bank season, I think remember Yatta. He, he turned into a prime mm. Messi that night. Yeah. He, he was really good over pre-season Yatta, and he was um, he didn't really cut it in the Prem, did he? So yeah, you can't read too much into these games. They're there for just the workout, to be honest. But um, but yeah, the, the manner, the manner of the performance, just just the golfing class was there for all to see. Um, there last night, and they were taking two squads, um, young, young squads as well. I've noticed it down. There's a uh, 15 academy players last night mm. and 13 first teamers. So I think I penned a little little comment piece saying this is Nassif's and where's, where's his vision having a young young Villa side and. It was quite apt that it came on the third, third, third anniversary. Third, yeah, of them taking over and yeah, yeah just yeah, we're really, really, really good to see two sets of squads um, going at it, um, youngsters as well proving themselves. And there was a, there was a quality on show, Dan um, Watkins as well, looking hungry for goals. That little link up between him and Boyendia. Um Yes, it's only Warsaw, but they're getting an understanding already. Um, it's the first time they played together, and yeah. That's what they, that's what they did after twenty odd minutes, and I th- that was a really really big plus for me. Yeah, I'll swear. I think Cash looked on the money. Yeah, I'm just going around the old team. Nice. Really. <laughs> oh yeah, God yeah, I good. He's a fun, but but yeah, really good. Um, yeah, really pleased with the youngsters as well. That they fitted in really well. Um, I think a few of them will be playing men's football this season, going out and mm-hmm. loan, so that, that they stepped up to the plate big time. And yeah, really positive. But I came away from the bank. He's really positive. It was really uh, professional performance. 
Yeah, we'll preface this whole podcast by saying it's only Wolves, we understand that. I'm not going to keep saying it every time I make a point about a player. That pass from Brendier to Watkins for the goal and the finish, that little isolated moment could happen against anybody. It doesn't matter that it was only Warsaw. That's a bit of individual quality on display there. Um, give me a little bit kind of scouting report for, for Brendier. Then you've seen him in the flesh now uh, for the first time with three or 4,000 other Villa fans. I'm yet to see him in the flesh. Also, by the way, the kit looks very nice with it on the players. I've, I've changed yeah. my mind on the kit since it was first first leaked. Um, but what was Brendier like seeing him on, on AVTV for 45 minutes? Looks very exciting. Yeah, a little magician. Yeah, I think he can, he can see a pass, over over needle pass if it's on. Watkins is always looking for them. And when uh, when Grealish came out of the team for a large period of last season, Watkins was isolated. But I, I said this afterwards, he must be licking his lips playing with this little Argentinian now who will look to feed him relentlessly. And yeah, a winning runner as well. So I seen Daniel Fark's comments last week saying he's got the graph to go with the class as well. He's pressing, he's really good. And I think that's why Villa signed him. He's a... He's a, he's a worker, um, selfless worker. He's, he's unselfish as well. He always, always looks to pass and hopefully he can add some goals to his game as well. So really looking forward to seeing him um, start for Villa this season. And um, yeah, well, I think he could be a good one, Dan. A really, real good signing. Where do you think he fits in? Because I, I thought he was playing a little bit deeper than I expected he would. I thought he'd be much closer to Watkins as a almost yeah. a traditional number 10 and be not off the shoulder of Watkins, but a lot closer as the two balls that he played through for the goals. He was just, you know, pretty much on the halfway line for the one of them. Um, is it, Do you think he'll drop back a bit deeper in, in games or will he be closer to Watkins and the, the actual football begins? Well, I think he likes that right wing position. Um, to start with, he did that. He played predominantly there at Norwich. Um, well, that might, think, that might depend on whether Leon Bailey comes through as well, which is yeah. a talking point for later. Yeah, but um, it was good to see Matty Cash bombing on, which mm. like, realised Burn Day the space. Do you know what I mean? Matty Cash is marauding forward. The opposition have to think about him, and, and Burn Day can do his bits in the middle. He, do, he does like to drift inside, and he does like to go at the heart of the opposition, whether that's with a pass or a run. So, so yeah, I think he can float around. I think I think that's what Dean Smith wants. I think he wants like an interchanging three behind the Watkins, whether that be Grealish, um, Buendia, Troy, obviously, and whoever, whoever's going to come in. Obviously, Bailey, the latest man linked. So I think he wants a bit, a bit of a fluid, fluidity in there. Um, keep, keep the opposition guessing. Buendia can pick up the ball in, in, in one area of the pitch. Grealish as well, and I think that I think Watkins is in for a field day this season. I think he's on. I think he'll beat. I think he'll beat last season's uh, total of fourteen Prem goals. And I think he, yeah, he's on for a big one, Watkins. He's, he's going to be the big beneficiary of this. And um, and yeah, Buendia, yeah, really nice, uh, smart signing. Yeah, I've tweeted it, it kind of in jest saying, someone tell me why Ollie Watkins isn't scoring 25 goals this season. Uh-huh. <laughs> and someone said, well, that's because he's going to score 30. Uh-huh. But you do think with, with, with uh, Grealish and Buendia behind him, it's made for him to score plenty of goals, isn't it? He, he, yeah. he, when he gets a chance, he, he's a great finisher. It's just providing him with that service and it does look like now, whether Jack's there or not, whether he's injured or playing rather, I'm not saying that he's leaving, Brendia and others will now step up to the plate and, and provide for Watkins. Yeah, that can only benefit Villa for Watkins in the goals as well. I'd like seeing him break um, Benteke's 19-goal record. Yeah, I think I think he'll get 20 in the, in the league, yeah. is my prediction. Yeah, 100%. And, be another. and if he does that, I think... His England, his England chances will be uh, in good stead then for Qatar. So he's got that carrot mm. as well. So, so yeah, I think Watkins on for a brilliant season, hundred percent. What did he look like in the flesh? Because I don't know whether I've just forgotten what he was like last season for Villa, and obviously I didn't see him at all apart from on TV. I felt like he looked bigger. He looked musclier. His arms looked bigger. Do you think he's been on the weights over the summer? Am I just absolutely imagining it? 
Um, oh yeah, I think so. I mean, they're all a bigger in the flesh down at Warsaw as well because you, you pitch side. You know what I mean? It's quite a close, close environment. Um, Ash Young's a big as well. I didn't realize how big he was. Um, but as for Watkins, he's always been a, a good worker. He always looks after himself. I mean, you've seen them videos doing the bleep test. Yeah. He won it by a mile, didn't he? Um, so yeah, he's, he's just so fit. He's lean, fit, fit and lean machine. He's Watkins and. And yeah, I think yeah, he's a willing, so fast, quick. He's got everything in his locker. So hopefully, yeah, he'll be looking to be more clinical this season. But he'll, he'll have plenty of chances to score and put it in the back of the net. So, so yeah, I think yeah, I think he's bulked up a bit again, and that's what this new performance centre is for as well, Dan. Um, yeah, true. To make, make players bigger and better than ever before. Chuck Moika, he's a he's a size, he's a unit at seventeen. Yeah. Philogene Bedoyes is beefed up. Jacob Ramsey's every bit of Premier League player now. He, he really impressed me yesterday. He's, his manner, he's bulked up as well. So, so yeah, I think Villa are building some machines, as it were, and and that's style of play they want to go at. They want to they want to be a pressing side, and um and keep keep the opposition pin pin back and, and win football matches. So that's what it's all about. And beyond the scenes, it's it's all going well. Yeah, you've kind of, you've kind of threw me there saying that Chuck Maker's only seventeen. Because you look at him and think well, he's, he must be older. He looks bigger. He looks stronger than that. It's, it's crazy his potential that he's got. Um, we'll talk about his future in a second. Just wanted to mention Ash Young there, as, as you you mentioned him. You can't believe that he's thirty five or thirty six soon. He still looks so fit. He looks great in current blue as well. It looks like he hasn't aged a day since he left Villa ten years ago. Um, Tim Fisher says was Target injured last night, or was he just given a game off, and that's why Young was playing? And someone asked earlier, which I can't find, said that do you think Young will start in the Premier League? So if you want to take both of those questions for for the guys, yeah, yeah, Target picked up a knock in training. Um, I think he's touching go for Stoke as well. N- nothing major. He picked up a knock. He wasn't involved. He was. He wasn't involved yesterday at all um, as a precaution. So we'll see if he's there at Stoke. But yeah, he's picked up a slight niggle. Um, he was missing alongside Sanson as well. Still managing his knee injury from back in April. Well, he's just staying against uh, Fulham. So we'll see where that was. There was no post-match press conference last night. So I couldn't quiz the Shakespeare and the guys about, about injuries and whatnot. So we'll see when the lads are back. Bertrand Chiore is coming back soon. He had a groin operation three months ago. He's working with Ollie Stevenson. Just building that... that um, that movement back up in his groin and strength and so hopefully he'll be back soon as well. So yeah, those guys mentioned that they'll need some preseason games to get back into the, the swing of things and perhaps Stoke could come too soon, but obviously the Spurish next week, Bristol City and obviously Sevilla. Obviously it's time for the for the youngsters to mix it in with the first team in preseason. This is what this time of year is for. What did you think of the the youth academy prospects that that played last night? Um, Philogene Medalis got a goal I thought Aaron Ramsey looked looked tidy as well Jacob Ramsey also a very tidy player um, Chuck Maker in there as well what happens with those guys I feel like this is going to be a continuing theme until the transfer window ends but I think last week we were talking about it and I was with, with James on a podcast and I was saying yeah I think it's probably you loan them out and give them some experience playing regular football and they come in and around the first team and you think oh, I don't know maybe you do just keep them around because Villa's facilities are so good that they'll they'll continue to develop with, with Villa as well. But then I guess that doesn't really beat first team football with a, a League One side or League Two side somewhere else. So, what's your opinion on on the youth guys? What would you do if you were Millie Edinac, for example? And what do you think Villa will actually do with them? Yeah, interesting point. That, that's the big, big decision needs to be made in the coming weeks. I, th- I think they'll be given pre season. I think they'll be there until August. The, the youngsters. Yeah, agreed. They'll, they'll be around the group, and then and then they'll, they'll sit down and. They'll assess the clubs who, who they'll go out to. And um, Villa want them to play play week in, week out. They want first-team football guaranteed for them. So it's what, what clubs can offer them as well. And 
if the environment's good as well, yeah, then I could be doing all these checks to make sure the Villiers are looked after and that their, their loans are worthwhile. Obviously, Indiana Veselev suffered a little bit last season. He wasn't fancy the Burton and then Cheltenham. So, yeah, he's, he's gone backwards because of a, a, bit, a bit of a disappointing loan, wrong fit, as it were. He's out into Miami now. But, but yeah, um, I think they all stick around. I've been watching the youngsters last couple of seasons now closely. I followed the Youth Cup success last season every round. and really like what I, what I see. I, I don't want to overhype them too much, but they've got a great bunch there. Villaraf, they've invested well. They recruited the likes of Bogard from Feyenoord last summer. He's developed really well. He looked good last night. He drew some rave reviews from fans. Mm. He, he played centre-half and played midfield. Chuck Morica has come on leaps and bounds. Smith obviously has he had two Premier League appearances now. Billy Jean Bidice has been afforded uh, game time in the Premier League and more will follow. Um, interesting, look, the likes of Louis Barry, Brad Young, Arjun Ray, he didn't get on yesterday. So, so yeah, it'd be interesting if, they guys, if they guys, those guys featured Stoke on Saturday. Um so they want a bit more clarity on what their situation is. But it's nice to have them around the first team group. I've seen Kessler's interview this week saying Edry Conte's been brilliant for him. Loads of advice. Freddie Gilbert's been giving Kessler pointers as well. It's just invaluable. Um, Dan, I, I spoke this in my piece as well about Seb Revan just warming up with Ashley Young. Um, he must be pinching himself. Serie A winner, Premier League winner, Europa League winner. And Seb Revan's 18. Local lad from Hansworth, I think he is. And, it's just, it's just invaluable for them to be lining up against these guys. And in the game, said Brevin started a bit a bit shaky. He's filling in at centre-half. And Ashley Young, I heard him, he said, just, just settle down a little bit. You're all right. Just, just, just play it simple. And Revan improved. It's just just that little little tidbit you take from the pros, the solid pros. And, yeah, I mean, Jacob Ramsey's learned a hell of a lot off the logs him again and, and play, players like that over the last, last, last 12 months. And Villa will want to keep a few of them around in the first team. I think Chuck Moika stays around. Villagin Bedoyce, there's a decision there. If he'll assign a new winger, what are his first team prospects like? But yeah, decisions still still need to be made. But I'd like to see a good cluster of them stick around for sure. Yeah. So um, we'll see with that one, Dan. I don't know what the fans are saying about that, but we'll see. It seems to be a mixture of either everyone thinks they should all go out on loan and they all get experience or they should all be kept around because they're so promising they'll probably get minutes of Villa. So yeah. it'll be a mixture, won't it? Some of them will yeah. go and play half a season and be assessed in January. Some will go for the full season and some will stick around. Um, absolutely obvious point for me there, just saying what will happen. We, we don't know who with, with which one. Um, what about Louis Barry? I suppose that, oh, that's the one that fans will keep coming back to because he was the one that was kind of looked at as the star of the, the academy coming through, the, the big move from Barcelona and all that kind of thing, scores against Liverpool. And then you don't really hear much about him in comparison to some of the others. What, what's Barry's situation? Because Ian Slater here in the comments is saying, give him a go in the first team. Yeah, I'd love to see him in the first team. Um, for real, real. Real um, a predator, real great finisher, as we as we've seen last season. But yeah, Barry's situation. Yeah, I mean he looks a bit flat in the warm up. Obviously, the lads who were wasn't involved weren't involved yesterday. Brad Young and they were on the outside of the box as as, as the um, as the starting eleven did a did a keep ball drill. So that they were not tossed to one side. They were there on merit in the first team, and they're on the bench just in case injuries happen. But yeah, he must have been gutted. Obviously, seeing his um, fellow teammates involved in, in first team action and Louis Barry's yet, yet, yet to step up to, to senior football so interesting situation with that one I'll keep, keep, keep tabs on that I think if if, um, if first team football senior football isn't on the agenda for him this season I, I do think alone could, could be forthcoming I think he needs to play men's football I think he's done with 18 football I think he's done with 23s I think he needs to go go, go out there and score some goals um, at senior level 
and develop that way. So I think he could want to, to move out on loan. I've, perhaps a European loan could, could suit him, do you know what I mean? Going out to the Dutch league or something like that. That suits his style of football or hmm. whether whether go down to down the leagues, we'll see. But but yeah, interesting point about Louis Barry. I really want to see him in action. So plenty plenty more friendlies to come. So so we'll see. But yeah, um it must have been a tad disappointing not to be involved yesterday, but I'm sure options there'll be plenty of options for him in, in the coming weeks. Talk about Harahan and Gilbert a little bit as well. They both played in, in the second half yesterday, two that have been linked with you know moves away at, at various times during their Villa career. Probably more notably Harahan at this stage with, with Gilbert being um, back up to Matty Cash. If there was a move in for Harahan, you'd expect he wouldn't be playing in pre-season at the moment. And with the Swansea manager leaving as well, where he was on loan last year, he's, you'd, you'd imagine he's not going to go back there. So what happens with Harahan then? Because I think his, his time at Villa probably is up this summer. And if he does go, he goes with our absolute, absolute best wishes. Um, probably one of our best pound-for-pound signings in, in the yeah. Championship era, certainly. Um, so what, what happens with his future, do you think? Yeah, very interesting. I mean, he's a bit of a fan's favourite, Horahan is. He was yesterday. Fans bellowed out his name, Connor Horahan. And mm. he loved it. Yeah, big talk on the pitch. He's just, just a solid pro, isn't he? Um, yeah. I've seen the videos about Body Moore. He welcomed Amy Burundia in, on his first day. Naturally, he had a warm welcome. And yeah, he ain't wanted to kick up a fuss, Connor. I know he did last season when Jacob Ramsey was in ahead of him, but he gets his head down. He works hard for the team. Um, solid pro, like I've said. But well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Villa's midfield isn't really stacked at the minute, is it, to be fair? Obviously, Douglas Lee's in the Olympics action after half today uh, against Germany. So, he, he'll be out until the start of August. Um, and, yeah, we'll see. I mean, a couple of injuries away from a bit of a bit of a, a bit of disaster in the midfield area. So, I think Hurahan will probably stay till late in the window. Um, Smith will assess his options in midfield and if kind of wants to go out and play first in regular football. It'll do that. I mean, I believe there's only 12 months left in his contract, so the, there's a decision there to be made. But he ain't going to kick up a fuss, Horahan. I think he'll, he'll stay and work hard over pre-season, get himself in tip-top shape. And um, he'll be there when, when called upon. Um, yeah, such a good good guy to have around the group as well. Um, he's willing the lads on last night. Villa were in cruise control, but he demanded more from them. So a real leader to have, to have amongst that young group, which is invaluable, like I've said. And He's a great guy to have around the group and I'll be, yeah, Villa fans will be sad to see him go, but it's up to Connor if he wants to move on. And if he, if his first team prospects aren't there, then then he will do. Let's talk about incomings. Then I think we've we've done the Warsaw game now, unless I've forgotten anything. Um, how many more signings do you think we need, and what positions would you be going after if if you were Aston Villa manager? What we need, yeah. Um, Obviously, last night highlighted the fact that Villa was short at centre half. Obviously, playing Seb Revan, a left back at centre half, and he struggled initially. That hit home for me as well. Um, there's only two, two centre half at the club at, the, at present Courtney Horse and Edric Hunter. Tyrone Mings on holiday. So, there's only three there. You are short if you go into the season with three centre backs hmm. for me. Villa fighting on three frontier season as well Premier League, Carabao Cup, and FA Cup. So, I think we need one, one more centre half, a right side at a. To uh, challenge Kansa, I think Mings and Horse are, are fine at left-sided centre back as well. So, so a centre back for me um, is, is there. But Villa, Villa um, one, one attacking player, Leon Bailey, reported this yesterday. He's on the radar. He's been offered to Premier League clubs, um, and he, he fits the bill. What, what, what Villa are looking for? Nothing's imminent on that one, Leon Bailey. But he's there. He's available. Um, if, if Villa do wish to act, and Villa are aware of his availability. A player banging form last season, 15 
goals and 11 assists um, for Leverkusen. So that's a deal that can be done. Obviously, Villa moved on from Emil Smith-Rowe now. He, he was a prime target as well. I think he's going to sign a new, new Arsenal contract. So Oliver in the fire, as it were, then I'd say. Um, but attacking options are being explored at present. I think Smith wants at least one more in there to complement Burundi, Grealish, Torres, why he's had growing trouble. Trezor guys out injured. And there's Algarz in that. That's it, really. And obviously, Philly Jim Bidos did okay yesterday. So, yeah, Villa want one more in that, that attacking department. Um, Leon Bailey, latest name links. We've seen Julian Alvarez. Still mm-hmm. seeking clarity on that. We're getting nowhere with that one. Um, but we'll see. It'll, it'll all come to fruition, of course. And, yeah, central midfielder, holding midfielder. I don't know what you think about that. I don't know what fans think about that. But um, I think the Cambridge did well yesterday. He did really well at the back end of last season. Douglas Louise on, obviously, Olympic Games duty. The Cambridge going to the AFCON in January. And what you left with there, you left them with McGinn, Horahan, Chuck Moika, Jacob, Ramsey as well. So possibly holding midfielder if Villa can do that. Um, but, yeah, needs must. I think I can see two two players being brought in centre-back and uh, an attacking player. Um, but obviously, holding midfielder there will be explored. And I don't know about a new keeper, Danny. I, I was about still, to say, what about goalkeeper? Yeah, yeah no, I think he's fine as a number two. Martinez will start every game. And we Villa, Villa rate that Sydney Solo highly. They finish under 21 international. So, yeah, I think Villa want to go into the season with three goalkeepers. Whether they want to sign a new, another experienced head, just in case, we'll see. But priority for me is a centre-half and, and another attacking player. Yeah, the two that I've been saying all summer was a holding midfielder and a striker, and that's the two that were linked with the least amount of all the positions going. All, yeah. A lot of the comments are asking about Tammy Abraham. We, you know, we were linked with James Will Prowse at one point, who isn't a holding midfielder, but is a central midfielder rather yeah. than someone like Bailey who plays out wide or as a number 10. So um, this is probably quite a loaded question because I know there's a few topics to cover here. You've got Davis and Wesley both played yesterday, so how do you think they got on? And are they adequate backup to Watkins if yeah. Watkins gets injured? I'd be slightly concerned about them having to play a long stretch of games in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, holding midfield, if we're only playing, a, you know, if we're playing a four-two-three-one, and your first choices are McGinn and Louise, first of all, are they good enough? Do we need a holding midfielder? And there's been comments that uh, Dean Smith is happy with McGinn playing that number six role, which I don't. I feel like I don't personally agree with, but I feel like I trust in Dean Smith enough and the coaching staff that if they think that's what he goes for, that's what they should do. But for me, McGinn's best running in behind and that into the box. So loads loads for you to go out there for the next two or three minutes. So uh, take from that what you want to go with. Yeah, I'll start with Keenan Davis. I think he's desperate for a loan. I think he did really well yesterday against Warsaw, um, put himself a base. But I think he needs to play week in, week out, just to, to develop him more. I mean, he came into the side last season. He had, he had five, ten minutes, did okay on occasion. Got that goal against West Brom, obviously. Um, but yeah. I think Davis needs a loan, and I think Villa want to bring an attacker in, someone who can play 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 up front as well, someone who can play wide. So I think I think Davis would suit a loan deal out just to bring him on a little bit more because obviously he's been his first team minutes have been so, so limited over the last couple of seasons. I'd be happy with Wesley. I think he deserves a crack as as Watkins is understood as it were. I think he wants to prove himself. I think he's battled back from such a horrific situation to where he is now. I think he did okay yesterday. He got an assist as well. So he deserves a, a good crack at being back at back as, as, as Villa striker. So I think he'll play second fiddle to Watkins. That's a given. But yeah, I think um, elsewhere you mentioned about, about holding midfielder as well. McGinn is a six. Um, yeah, trust Dean Smith. Trust Dean Smith with that one. But I think he says a lot about the way Villa want to go this season. Obviously, no holding midfielder is linked. I think Villa want to play on the front foot. I think they're going to they're going to attack sides this season. They're going to 
playing opposition halves with, with Grealish up there, Burundia. They'll have um, Nikamba in there just in case. I think McGinn will, will play a bit, a, bit, a bit advanced. So, so yeah, I think I think Smith is happy with Douglas Nakamba and if needed McGinn dropping back in there and Jacob Ramsey. I think I think he'll stick around as well in the first thing. I can't see a loan move for him. So big season for him, by the way. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm quite content to be honest. Um, it will be continue to be assessed with a situation in midfield and up front in the coming weeks. But I think I think I'm generally happy. I can't see too much happening. I think Watkins is, is proven he's robust enough. Get my words out, and um, he's going to play every single game. Um, so yeah, as physically possible. Um, and Wesley will be round to ease that burden, and that'll be it. I think Villa's one more addition in the attacking area will be a wide man who can play as a nine. So Leon Bailey has done that. Julian Alvarez has done that, and um, yeah, if needed, I'm sure I've played there before as well, but. But yeah, I can see that happening, and I think it'll be Watkins all the way in in midfield. I can't see too much changing. Yeah, it's strange, wasn't it, when you talk about cover because you started to say, "Oh well, Troy might play as a number nine, but are Watkins, Wesley, Davis all going to be injured at the same time for a long enough period that we have to play a winger up front? It's probably never going to happen, but you feel like you do need that cover there just in case. Same with the fourth centre back, isn't it? Are Mings, Conter, Hawes all going to be injured to the point where we're calling up youth centre backs to play in the Premier League? Yeah. Uh, I know Liverpool got a load of injuries last year, which probably proves that point. It can happen, but uh-huh. it's unlikely, isn't it? So. I feel like there's there's benefits to be had in having a tight-knit squad that are going to all be playing their part rather than having this massive bloated squad that don't get a look in and people are unhappy. But yeah. if the worst happens and Ollie Watkins gets injured on game week six, we are in trouble, aren't we? That's true, yeah. It's a fact, yeah. And Wesley have to come in, but touch wood, I'm touching wood now. That doesn't happen. But, but yeah, I mean, if disaster does happen, I don't think Villa want to, want to go full at it and spend £60 million on a new striker. I can't see that happening at all. No. So... Worst comes to worst, I think I think Louis Barry or Brad Young will, will, will be promoted if that, that needs to happen. But Watkins has proved his robust robustness, and I think he'll start pretty much every game. And Wesley will be looking for some a decent chunk of minutes next season. So it'll be them too, and if needed, you should have Jack Grealish in the false nine or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, there's options there, but I don't think there needs, needs to be major changes. Right, let's go through some of these viewer comments then. We'll probably be a little bit all over the place here as I scroll through and, and see what's relevant and what we've already covered. Um, so Nicky Broom says, Jack Grealish, is he going to leave? Probably the biggest question on Villa fans' lips. And someone else asked a bit later on, saying that the talk's gone quiet with Jack. Is that a good sign? He's currently on holiday, so that probably doesn't really affect the situation at, at this point anyway. But we've come a long way from Jim White saying it was a done deal, haven't we, a few weeks yeah. ago, and it clearly wasn't true. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of Jim White, he had me panicking at one stage, but obviously, it <laughs> weren't, uh, weren't true at all, like I've said. Um, yeah, um, conversation will be had when Jack flies back into the UK. Um, Perslow, the owners, and Smith will sit down with him. I, I fully envision him signing a new contract. City haven't gone, to, City haven't bid yet, or they haven't gone on strong for him. So, so yeah, we'll wait and see with that one. He's having his rest, rest time at the moment, rightly so, and um, Villa will sit down with him. And there's a new contract on the table, and and yeah, I mean, it's, um, like I've said this many times, Villa, Villa just, there seems to be a different feel about Villa now. I think they're spending club record record amounts on players. Um, it's a young group, and I think really wants to be a part of that. So, so yeah, we'll see. I expect him to stay, and um, but yeah, we'll see. When you see all the stuff with, with Wes Edens and the books the other day, and there was a comment of a, an article of he'd, when he first took over, they were, they were struggling. He went in and had a, had a speech to the staff and kind of said, look, anyone who doesn't believe will go on and win a championship, kind of leave now. 
and you always hear stories like that and you wonder whether how, how true they are but that kind of mentality you feel like people leading villa in that same vein can only bring success to us at some point it might not be next year it might not be the year after it might not be for five years yet but you feel like if there's anyone who can sell a project to someone like jack Grealish and all these new signings that we're going after it's the guys that are in charge of the club right now and there's no reason to believe that Villa aren't on an upwards trajectory at the moment. So for Jack Grealish specifically, why leave at this point? If, if Villa don't do anything this upcoming season, they finish 10th. Next season is a is a conversation to say, oh, maybe it's time to move on. But as of right now, I, I don't see the point of going yet. There's, there's nothing to gain for Grealish to leave this season. Yeah, I mean, Wes has a track history of, of selling a project. The um, book is MVP, Giannis. I, think I don't know if you've seen his interview. Really yeah. telling. He so said, like, oh, I could have gone somewhere else and won an easy championship, but I wanted to stay here. And you just think yeah. you could change all those things and just put Jack Grealish's name at the start of that. I think we, he could be saying the same things exactly. at some point. And that's quite telling. I mean, he's been around Wes Eden, Giannis, and similar situation at Villa. So, yeah, this is my city, my club. He said all that last September. I expect him to be here for the start of the season. Um, there's a lot of comments earlier on saying, like, you know, got to go all out for Leon Bailey, what a signing he'd be, et cetera, et cetera. I know you've already talked about him a little bit earlier, but just as a, as a fresh kind of minute or two here, what was the situation with Leon Bailey? Where's this story come from? Where do we stand as of Thursday? Is this going to happen or is it just a club are interested in player story and that's as far as it goes at the moment? Yeah, I mean, a solid report came out from a colleague who's really, really good, um, Tom Colomas at Daily Mail. Solid, solid, really good friend of mine as well. He was first reporter on Ashley Young coming to Villa, Emmy Martinez last summer, and the Smith Rowe interest. So, really solid. Put some feelers out yesterday, and yeah, found out he's been offered to Premier League clubs. Um, nothing imminent on that one, though. Um, he's on Villa's list. We can say that. Um, as, as, as for a deal, nothing close, but he fits the profile, doesn't he? Player mm. banging form, um, he's 23. It's the profile, can play in a number of positions in attack. And that's a deal that can be if Villa want to act on it. So, yeah, watch your space with that one. But, yeah, he's on Villa's list. I, I, I can say that with, with confidence. So, so yeah, watch your space with, with Bailey, Jamaican international, who looks the real deal. Richard Law says, Campwell looks set to arrive next week. I saw a few bits on Twitter with this yesterday. And I, I thought it came from some like troll account that was saying, uh, Todd Cantwell was linked with Villa, and so a few people asked about it actually. So, what's the what's the truth with Todd Cantwell? Is he on the verge of joining Villa? I might as well, might as well get team with Pookie while we're at it as well. <laughs> <laughs> get the three of them in. Um, no, I haven't heard nothing on that one. Um, I, could, I could do some digging my end as well to see what the scenario is there. But I can't, I can't see Norwich selling Bruinier and Cantwell to, to Villa. I, I can't see that happening. I think Cantwell. I think they're quite similar, aren't they? Bruinier and Cantwell hmm. attacking flair players and. I can't see any legs in that one, but we'll see. I mean, it could be on Miller's list of attacking options, but as it stands, nothing in that nothing in that rumour. I feel like if you go into Norwich and saying we want an attacking midfielder and you've already signed Brendier, you've probably yeah. ruled out Campwell at that point to go for yeah. Brendier. I don't think you have both. Although they yeah. played together, but I don't think they both fit in into Villa starting eleven. Um Twanzabi on loan, any chance on the radar? Uh, a few people asking about backup centre back and Twanzabi's name linked again. This would be a classic. It's along the Tammy Abraham one, isn't it? Everyone wants yeah, to yeah. see him reunited with Villa after a loan spell. But is he gonna come and leave Man United to sit on Villa's bench? Is there any any point for that for Twanzaber? Yeah, I mean we'll see, but yeah, no interest from Villa's end at present. It's a deal that does make uh, make a lot of sense. I've said that before. He can play right back if needed and he'd be suitable cover for Kantar. And yeah, 
I feel I've got to sell him that. If, if, you were, if the interest is there, they've got to sell him that that, that project scene. You've got to come in and, and play second fiddle to Conte. I'm not sure you, you want to do that. I'm not sure Man you were willing to loan him out to a club that where he's going to sit on the bench. So, so we'll see. I mean, it's a squad game, isn't it? And if Chumaz was to arrive, he will be needed. So, so we'll see. But he's a deal that, that, that makes a lot of sense. But as it stands, nothing, nothing imminent. Mark Hudson asks, what's the aim then for this season? Top half, top eight, top six, couple of cup runs. Um, we'll take this in, in kind of two answers then. What would you be happy with as a fan when you sit and reflect in May 2022 and think, oh, that was a good season? Um, and what do you expect Villa will actually go on to do? It's obviously difficult to say when transfer business isn't completed yet. Um, but what's, what's realistic and what would you be happy with? Yeah, I mean, last season, I think they're so, so so cruel to finish 11th the way they did. 55 points. I mean, it was the best total since they finished 6th under O'Neill. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, that warranted a, a few places higher for me, but I've really got to kick on now. I think I need to be banging on that Europa League qualification door. I really do. Top seven. Really having a good, good, good go at that, good crack at that. Um, that will represent a good season for me. If they fall short, depends on the manner, ma- the manner in which they, which they did. If they've gone a big, big slump, uh, a big poor run, poor run of games or, or whatnot, uh, we'll see. But yeah, I really want to have a good crack at that top seven. Dean Smith did tell me in the summer, well, just as the season ended, the hardest jump is making that mid-table to European one. So a lot, a lot of teams have failed, failed to do that in the past and they fell down the slippery slope. But I can't see that happening with Villa. There has to be some some sense of um, expect, um, just levelling the expectation a little bit, um, considering where Villa have come in. It's just a short space of time, but yeah, I think now it's kick on time now for me. We've got a good squad, the, 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 everyone's bedded in. Watkins will be 10 times a player next season, cash and whatnot. The good nucleus there, they're adding to it with real quality with Burundi mm. and Ashley Young. And I think that, that that'll be a force we reckon with next season. Adding the fact, uh, hopefully, a packed out Villa Park, there's a couple of points yeah. there on the board straight away for me. Dismantled Chelsea, didn't they? Champions League winners just before with 10,000 in there. So there's some points on the board already. Um, and yeah, I think it's what to be ambitious. I think top seven, I think they'll be banging on that, if not more. I mean, before Grealish's injury, they were six months off the Champions League places. So let's yeah. not forget that. That the right up there and deserve to be up there. So I think it's on for a really successful season. Everything's in, everything's in place. And just hopefully everyone stays injury free and they can have a real, real good tilt at it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're bang on saying that the manner of how how the season falls apart, if it does fall apart, is important. Yeah. If you miss out on Europe on the final day of the season, that's bad luck. If you get three major injuries, that's bad luck, and, and these things happen. Um, I think if you, I think if you, if if Grealish stays as we expect he will, and you sign these quality players with the with the project that you've sold them, is that Villa will get into Europe at some point. That has to happen sooner rather than later. So I feel like you have to get into Europe this season. You know, if things go your way, no injuries, all that kind of thing, and go far slash win a trophy. Yeah, I think if you look, if that's the season, you get sixth and win the league cup. That's a very good season for Aston Villa, and then you push on next summer to to go better than that. Um, you say it's difficult to to go from mid table up into Europe, and I, I agree with that. But then you see clubs last year, like West Ham, coming up from nowhere, from seventeenth or sixteenth or wherever they finished up to to Europe in one season. So it, it can be done if if yeah. you have a great season. Um, so the, the the target internally, I think, will definitely be getting getting into Europe. I'd be happy though, like you said, with a improved finish on eleventh and doing well in the trophy. 
uh, in a cup run. But I kind of feel like you have to get into to Europe to keep hold of these talented players we've got because it, it, it won't be long until other players in this squad, Conza, Cash, Martinez, Ollie Watkins, it won't just be Grealish that we're talking about leaving, it'll be others. So yeah, totally agree. I feel like getting to Europe and the cards are in their hands then. It's all about momentum as well. Um, it seems to be a real good feel fact at Villa. Um, at present, obviously, there's a bit of, I won't say anarchy, but a bit, of, a bit of uncertainty around other clubs. I mentioned this, Benitez at Everton, how's he going to get mm. on? Nuno at Spurs, likewise. And Villa have got a settled group, a really good good, good, good group. Um, great manager in charge as well. And some great players, so let's not forget that. And this season as well, we can have a good, good, good crack at the FA Cup. We weren't afforded that last season, so a really good FA Cup. Wouldn't be nice as well? Villa can go really deep in that competition for me. So, yeah, loads of avenues for a successful season, Dan, and I think everything's shaping up, shaping up to be one. Um, three more questions to end before we leave. Uh, a couple of player ones. Sander Burge from Sheffield United, Luke Reynolds asks. Yeah, nothing nothing close. Nothing nothing happening with that one at all, I'm afraid. Obviously, transfer rumours way back now. I think they started in just after the, the January window, so... So we'll see yeah. with that one, but yeah, I can't see that happening. I've heard nothing from the Sheffield United end either, so nothing, nothing to report on Burge. Uh, Dan Juma from Bournemouth. Nah, again, um, but I think I think he probably is on Villa's list. Um, fits the profile Villa are looking for. A winger in form who can play a number of positions, but like I've said, nothing from Bournemouth's end, and just I think could be agent talk at the moment, trying to trying to push push out a move and just putting Villa's name to, to that. Final one, referring on um, fans returning to stadiums and COVID is obviously going to be a talking point as we head into the new season. Danny Bark says, what's your thoughts on the COVID passports for entry in stadiums? You're someone that's been going to, to, to grounds since football return back in July last year, I think it was. Um, so how's the experience been for you during, during the height of lockdown? And then as we ease out of it now, how has it been and what do you think it'll be like to find yeah. fans back? Yeah, I spoke to a couple of the Villa lads yesterday and it's so good to have fans back. I mean, there's there no restrictions there yesterday. Uh, Banks is obviously um, a couple more face masks, but I can't stress how, um, how bad it was beyond closed doors. It was terrible. Awful to be a part of, really. I was one of the lucky ones to be in there, but it was soulless. Everyone knows what, what it was like and just rubbish. And I mean, having the three, three and a half thousand, well, six thousand in total there yesterday crammed into the Banksy's. It was really good carnival or atmosphere the way football should be, and um, yeah, really good to see. In terms of the COVID passports, I mean, I'm looking to looking to be double jabbed, um, and yeah, get get your jabs done. I think that's that's the message that's being sent out. Um, was, yeah, more of a political issue. I don't care. Yeah, I was going to say it's one of them. I, I ain't going to be MP of it, member of parliament anytime soon. But. <laughs> Well, yeah, if you want to get back down to football, get your, get, your, get your jabs done and hopefully we'll all be there and get Villa Park rocking again. Yeah, totally agree. I'm going to wrap up this Facebook Live slash Can't Be podcast now because my sweat is starting to sweat in this room. I'm absolutely boiling hot. I can just see my face getting redder and redder on screen. It's just embarrassing at this point. Uh, so thanks very much, Ash, for your uh, analysis and insight into Warsaw and the, the transfer window. Thanks to the, the abundance of questions we've had today. Absolutely loads flying through. Really awesome. appreciated, Villa fans. Um, helps out with the show we'll be back again I think James Russian is potentially doing an ABC extra on the transfer window at the start of next week and uh, we'll be back to discuss probably probably this time next week actually after the next midweek pre-season game we'll do another kind of sit down chat on what we've seen um, so thanks everyone for, for watching and we'll catch you again uh, next week 
Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.